Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Batman is finally out after literally quite years of waiting. And as ever, there's plenty of good and plenty of not so good. I have decided it's still a pretty damn solid Dark Knight movie, especially as it seems intent on separating itself from everything that's come before it. So as I enjoy being a positive Pete, and again, I really did think this was a lot of fun, and I just like talking about Batman, my name is Siren for What Culture, and here's 10 things the Batman gets absolutely right. Number 10, it's kind of structured like a graphic novel. So prepare yourself for spoilers in case that wasn't clear, but one of the most jarring moments of the entire film happens almost instantly when Batman starts narrating over the dark streets of Gotham. At first, this feels very much like an emo teenager moaning about his life. And while there's the argument this makes sense given it's only the Cape Crusader's second year wearing a cowl, it made me want to shout out, what the flub is this? After the movie's first act, though, it becomes pretty clear that the Batman is structured more like a graphic novel than a typical film, and that the mentioned narration resembles a panel from a comic. When you watch it like that, it's actually a pretty cool moment. I still feel like when he was done, old Bats probably went and listened to the Smiths, but I appreciated the departure from the norm. Number nine, Batman is clearly suffering from a mental illness. It's never been far away from any story that Bruce Wayne is struggling with his lot. After all, he decides the best way to deal with his parents' death is to walk around dressed like a bat. And while I have no medical degree, this doesn't sound like a healthy way to go about it. I do hope whatever director Matt Reeves does with the franchise going forward, though, embraces this, as it's definitely touched upon here. For one, Martha Hart is explicitly described as someone who has spent time in hospital for her own issues. And all of that has fallen on Bruce's shoulders, along with the fact that his mother and father aren't around to help him. Not only would using the series to keep the conversation going be a positive, but it makes the character as a whole far more interesting than, oh, he's just a rich guy in a suit. I mean, you can never get away from that. But there's a lot of depth under that cowl, and whatever we do to explore that is always going to be a massive plus. Number eight, it is ridiculously dark. The very first scene of the Batman is the Riddler murdering the mayor with a carpet tool. While we don't see any blood in order to keep the rating down, be it from the atmosphere to the presentation of the villain, this is a disturbing tonal shift that Reeves keeps going for for almost the entire three hours. If you're looking for even a second of respite, you're not going to find it. For me, however, every Batman film which has hit the big time has followed this path because it's the best representation of the story we're trying to tell. There's no way the Dark Knight should be a happy-go-lucky fella, and given the Riddler openly admits to being inspired by his would-be foe, you have to have those comparisons. The Batman also goes full in with how the internet can be used to recruit some dangerous allies to cause reckless abandonment, and nearly every smartphone video the Riddler records is eerily realistic, be it with a superhero twist. Performance-wise, it's a home run from Paul Dano, who I would never have pegged for such a role, and given that he makes it to the end of the movie still breathing, 
I hope we can dissect this more going forward. Number seven, the no-kill rule. It is no secret that in the past, some Batmans have played fast and loose with Bruce Wayne's decision not to kill his enemies. I mean, Batman Returns is just a murder fest during its opening scenes, but there's a very deliberate attempt to stay away from that here, and rightfully so. Even given his relationship with Catwoman, Batman constantly goes out of his way to stop Selina Kyle killing anyone, and this goes to the big fight scene during the movie's finale. There are moments when it seems like Bat has flung somebody off a roof before we're shown that actually he'd gone to pay painful lengths to ensure that didn't happen, and it's just such an important aspect to work in. Batman feels he is justified in going further than the police as long as he doesn't lower himself to those that he's chasing, so if he does just batarang somebody right in the face, the more intricate part of his personality is lost. He quite literally would become the vigilante as he stands accused. It should be shouted about a lot here too, given we are so early in his journey as a masked hero... The Batman deals with it very well. Number six, the relationship with Jim Gordon. Some movies have just ignored this entirely or pitched it like poor Jim Gordon is just some schmuck that gets dragged along for the ride. This is not the way. One of the reasons Batman is able to operate even though the GCPD hates his guts is because Gordon has understood his worth and how he can help clean up the streets of Gotham. This means Jim must go out of his way to help Bruce Wayne, otherwise that is that, he's gonna get locked up for breaking a law. The Batman goes all in with this concept right down to a scene where the Cape Crusader is screwed as dozens of cops surround him demanding he does get put behind bars. Instead, Jim clears the room and whispers to his new friend to smack him one so he can escape and the relationship is a highlight from start to finish. It's arguably one of the more fleshed out versions of Gordon that exists on the big screen, and it's another avenue that should be developed as we go. I mean, we have barely touched the surface. Number five, the Penguin is a bit player until the end. Sounds weird, right? Why would the Penguin, a pivotal character in the series, not featuring that much be considered a positive... Well, I'll tell ya. It is made very clear that this is not a standalone movie, and that Oswald Cobblepot has assumed a proper position of power as the film ends. This ties into the spin-off series that's already been mentioned, but it should also result in him starring in the Batman 2, and that is taking advantage of the long game. There's so many other elements here that trying to fit anybody else in would likely have pushed it to four hours, and nobody needs that. I mean, that's not true. I'd be fine with it, but I understand. Colin Farrell also lives up to everybody else's performances and absolutely smashes this... I cannot wait to see what he does next. Which all ties into number four, the killing of Carmine Falcone. Because the Penguin is hiding in the background, it is Falcone that takes center stage. And a quick shout out to John Totoro, who is awesome in this role. He also infects the plot constantly, including being confirmed as Selina Kyle's father, and largely hinting that he was responsible for the death of Bruce's parents. And just as Master Wayne learns this, the Riddler kills Carmine. This is how the Penguin can rise when we do move on to what's next, but you also get a proper oh my gosh they killed him moment and it helps with the no kill rule we've already spoken about. Catwoman is all ready to blast Falcone in the head but Batman stops her, even with the knowledge this may be the schmo that murdered mum and dad. That is a lot to unpack and you don't get any of it if you don't shoot Carmine in the head. It is a slight shame because again Totoro is so good but when needs must. Number three, showing Batman as a detective. I will admit I think the promotion for the Batman went a bit overboard with this. If you're ready for Bruce to just be the world's greatest detective for 175 minutes, you're not going to get it. With that said, is this a big improvement over other movies that sometimes don't even bother with it? Absolutely. The best part in this sense comes during the first Riddler killing when the Gotham police and Bats are examining the scene, and seeing the Dark Knight interact with his environment and trying to piece it all together is like something out of a 70s noir movie. It also allows you to witness him in a different element, and it has a pacing to it which feels quite unique for a Batman film. It's just cool. Hopefully the reason the marketing pushed it so hard is because there's plans to stretch this out further, because it all ties into Batman being the hero that he is. 
and watching him solve countless Riddler puzzles is never a bad thing. It all feels like it's come straight out of the comic, so let's plant some seeds here and then watch that tree grow. Number two, the explosive ending. If there's a criticism that can be held at the Batman, it's that you get far less bombastic moments than you're used to. This is because the movie has decided they want a different Bruce at the start than they do at the end, meaning characterization and exposition often take a front seat. As a man who lives for those goosebumps when Batman does something badass, it was a little bit disappointing. However, everyone involved is well aware that you can't do a whole film without these entirely, so after the Riddler has flooded Gotham City Square Garden and sent some copycat killers in to finish the job, things get awesome. Not only does Batman blow the roof off the joint, but seeing him systematically deal with all these fools and create a smokescreen after manipulating a fire extinguisher will give you chills. The music swells, it couldn't be more over the top. I loved it. It's the same with the Batmobile, which sadly only features for about 10 minutes, but talk about maximizing your time. And again, please just let this be more of a tease for what's coming in future years. It is crucial. Number one, it teases Hush. Or at least I think it does. I've only been able to watch the movie once, so I need to revisit it. But during one of Riddler's sprees, the word Hush is quite clearly flashed up on screen. And I don't think that's a coincidence. Now, this does tie into the fact that within Batman lore, we have episodes where Riddler is even revealed as Hush. And look at his clothes, especially his face. You can't tell me this isn't intentional because it is. And I like that as of right now, I get to debate whether we will introduce him as a separate character. Or if we are going to treat them as one and the same much like the animated film. It's just full on nerdom that I always appreciate, and as a huge fan of the Hush storylines, it is awesome to see him even being hinted in a major movie. I mean, we have done all the other Batman villains, get him and Man Bat in there, and everything is going to be okay. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.